Tuesday here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zada flying solo. Mark Schofield doing a little bit of prep work for the upcoming week, finishing up a couple pieces that are going to be out in just a couple days here. Today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, giving coaches the ability to break down game film to pull stats, searchable clips, tendency reports, and much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon. And you get one free breakdown when you sign up today. Today we're going to be joined by our NFC North correspondent, Justin Twell, checking in from Australia with us. And Justin, thank you very much for joining us. I know it's easier for you to chat right now than for me. I'm getting ready to go to bed and you're just waking up. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock in the morning here, so um, I'm wide awake and, uh, you know, bright and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the Monday night game that's, uh, yeah, starting very soon as well, so it's always good to get on. Yeah, getting uh, getting ready for that, and I know we're going to be uh, checking in later on this week on that. I know you got some work that you're doing on uh, one of the Bears receivers there, but uh, let's, let's, I guess, start. You've put together a couple pieces uh, in the last couple weeks, and I want to talk about uh, one from a couple weeks ago, actually, talking about the return of Jordy Nelson uh, and what he means to this uh, this Green Bay offense. And I guess you know a good place to start is kind of just talking about really the general ideas that you were exploring in that piece uh, and, and what you were looking at with regards to Nelson. Yeah, I just wanted to really see, um, you know, just how much the Packers missed him last year. Um, you know, when I went back to, to 2014, looking at Jordy Nelson, um, you know, he was the only, you know, he was the only deep threat in that offense. And um, he opened up so much in that offense. And, and he always has, um, you know, he opens up Randall Cobb underneath, um, you know, defenses just have to account for him and game plan for him. Um, and then obviously he, he, he tears his ACL and um, that, that throws sort of uh, the Packers, in 2015, you know, last year, their offense just wasn't quite the same without him. So I just wanted to see, you know, look back at 2014, some of the things that he that he was doing in 2014, um, and, and just looking at how much they missed him last year. Um, and, and that sort of led me to sort of have a look at just, you know, what's he going to bring this year now that he's back? You know, he obviously comes back from a serious injury. Um, you know, is he going to be the same? But he, he certainly brings back... Um, some of that sort of 2014 production, I think. So, um, yeah, interesting to look at. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him and watching his tape as well. In terms of what he means and, and really how the Packers like to utilize him, where do you see him really being able to make the biggest difference this year now that he's back? And in the first two games, have you seen Nelson back to displaying those great traits that he has previously? Yeah, look, in the, in the first two games, I haven't quite seen it yet. Um, he, he doesn't seem to... Um he doesn't seem to be running those sort of vertical routes that he's so good at that I that I could see in 2014. Um, he he doesn't seem to be quite there just yet. You know, he's had a couple of nice games, um, and and Rogers is always going to look his way, um, and I think he does make a little bit of a difference in the passing game. And um, I think as the season's going to sort of progress, I think we'll see him to I think we'll see him get back to um, the, the sort of Geordie that we do know. Um, I think he's just warming up now. The next, the, you know, these last couple of weeks, and I think um, 
you know, coming into the into week three, maybe week maybe by week four, I think we'll start to see him just get warmed up, and I think that the Packers' offense will adjust accordingly, and I think that that deep passing game is a uh, we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that um, connection with Rogers to Nelson. I, I, I feel. Does having Nelson back also tend to open things up for other receivers just due to the coverage that he draws uh, or the ability, as you said, to kind of stretch the field in ways that other receivers might not? Yeah, it does. And, you know, when you look back at last year, um, I think I mentioned in the piece that um, uh, defenses were playing sort of cover one. So, you know, they was able to bring up the strong safety in the box um, and sort of account for the run and sort of cover those short to intermediate routes that, that Randall Cobb runs so well. Um, but I think with Nelson back in the fold, I think that's going to sort of push that safety back a little bit more and we could see, um, you know, a little bit more maybe sort of cover two, um, you know, sort of cover two, three and four. So they're going to want to have that extra safety help over the top um, this year. So that will certainly free up um, you know, the likes of Cobb, I think Devontae Adams and Richard Rogers as well at tight end. So um, he'll certainly do that. And, you know, as he as the season progresses and he does start to run more of those vertical routes, then we'll see defenses adjust accordingly. And, 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 and the other receivers around him, I think, will, will start to benefit from that. When you talk about the, the other receivers on Green Bay, has anyone else stood out to you this year thus far in terms of uh, either making a significant jump from last year or potentially showing some decline? Yeah, I haven't quite seen it yet. Um, the, the one thing the one thing that's quite frustrating, I think, especially for Packers fans, is Devontae Adams. Um, I was watching him yesterday against the Vikings, and, you know, he, he was okay, but um, he's quite a frustrating player to watch, and I feel like he should be producing a lot more than he actually is. I'm right with yeah, you on it. It's it's you you look <laughs> at him and he seems so talented, but he just it doesn't seem like he's ever on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they haven't. They 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 just don't have that cohesion. It's just not there. Um, and I think they're going to need to find it. You know, if that passing game is really going to take off and and be as good as it was in, uh, you know, in previous years. So uh, we'll see with that. But Adams is very frustrating to watch. Like you said, the talent's there. He's got a high ceiling, I think, but he's just um, he's just not quite there um, in that passing game and with that cohesion with Rogers. So we'll see how he goes. But um, if he can step up, then I think that offense becomes a lot better. In terms of what you'd like to see from uh, this offense going forward, any wrinkles that they've used in previous years that you haven't seen from them yet this year? I know it's it's still early, obviously, um, and we, we're only a couple games in here, but any things that they haven't shown yet that they have in previous years that you're kind of waiting for them to roll out? Yeah, I think I'd like to see them... I'd like to see them run the ball a bit more and a bit more effectively. You know, we, we heard in the offseason our Eddie Lacy's, you know, his conditioning's a lot better. Um, <clears throat> you know, he'd lost some weight and uh, he'd got that part of it sorted out. So um, there was a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of talk of Eddie Lacy having a bit of a bounce back year. So I'd like to see them um, sort of run the ball a bit more and establish that run if they can. Good to hear, good to hear. Now let's turn and talk a little bit about uh, the team that actually ended up taking them down last night, the Minnesota Vikings, playing in their first game at their new stadium. You know, a lot of talk here also, Sam Bradford's first game playing with the Vikings after that big trade that we saw. Talk to me a little bit about Bradford and what you saw in that game, and you also wrote a little bit about how Bradford may be able to help out Adrian Peterson, who might be out for a little bit of time. But what did you see in that game, and how did it relate to the uh, the piece that you had put together last week? 
Yeah, it was it was really Bradford had a great game yesterday. Um, you know, the, the Vikings just couldn't get the run game going. Um, the, the Packers defense were great. Um, you know, stopping the run. Um, but Bradford was just had a great game um, yesterday. Probably one of the best best games we've seen from him in you know sort of a few years. Um, and I think moving forward with the Peterson injury, um, I, I like McKinnon and Nassiad. I think they can I think they can hold the fort there. Um, and I think that helps out Bradford as well. And um, I, I think Bradford's going to have a good year this year. He's he's probably in the best team that he's ever been on. Um, he's got you know he's got some good receivers there. Stefan Diggs had a big game last night. Um, and I, and I think that Bradford's he's going to have a good season. I feel um, Vikings offensive line's a bit of a worry. They're going to have to protect him. But if they can, um, Bradford looks good, and I think he's going to um, I think he's going to have a good year on that Vikings team. And in terms of Bradford and, and what he showed you in the in the game, uh, that Sunday night game, what did you see from him that really reflected some of the stuff that you had talked about in that piece? I mean, I saw a couple throws in the first half in particular where I sit there and I say, okay, you know, may, maybe you've got something working inside this offense. There was, uh, you know, a couple different ones, one being a... Uh, a little bit of a – was it a dig or a post? I can't remember. Just Stephon Diggs when he was up on the right sideline where you sit there and you say, okay, you know, maybe maybe you've got this thing clicking and you can build on this this year. But what stood out to you? Yeah, I think that route you talk about – I think it was a dig route actually, um, trying, to, trying to think about it. But um, but he, always, he already has this. I was quite impressed with the, you know, the, the relationship he already, already has with the receivers, um, you know. He obviously didn't start week one, and that was a that was probably a good move by the Vikings. But you know he's gonna, I think he's gonna find Stefan Diggs to be a bit of a favourite receiver of his, you know, moving forward. Um, and I think Bradford fits well with what they'll do on the offense. You know, he was throwing the ball well. He was, you know, he was able to make some nice throws to Diggs, and Diggs took advantage of that. Um, but I think you know Carl Rudolph as well. He's gonna he's gonna benefit from I think what Bradford can do. You know, hitting that seam and and taking some of those vertical routes as well. Um, so I like Bradford. I like what he can do for this team. Um, and I saw a lot of good, a lot of good things yesterday in terms of, you know, even though he was being pressured um, a fair bit, it seemed um, he was still showed a lot of poise and was able to get the ball downfield. And um, I think he'll he'll he, he's got a big test coming up this week though. I think the Vikings got the Panthers defense, so that'll be interesting to watch and um, and see if he can continue that sort of production that he showed um, against the Packers. What's the biggest thing that concerns you when you look at Bradford <coughs> and uh, how he fits into this team? I think the biggest thing that sort of concerns me is um, you know as the season progresses, you know he's he, you know he's obviously going to turn the ball over. He doesn't tend to center. He doesn't have a lot of these sort of games that he had yesterday. So, you know, he can be very inconsistent. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I think he, you know, there may be some growing pains a little bit there as well, particularly when he comes up next week. He could struggle next week against the Panthers, but we'll see. But um, if he can be consistent, um, if the Vikings offense can get the ground game going, um, then I think he'll be okay. And I, and I don't think there's too much um, to really worry about. But he just needs to be consistent and, and carry on with that sort of production throughout the season. Talking with Justin Twelve from Inside the Pylon, and today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, helping coaches to win more games 
and make smarter use of the film room with your team. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving you searchable clips, advanced ODK, tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that you can access from any PC or any mobile device. Your formations and your personnel packages can be labeled with your own terminology, and you can create custom highlight reels and exchange video with anyone on any platform, including all of your own players and coaches. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon. And you get one free breakdown when you sign up today. Justin, looking ahead, you're doing some work uh, coming in, up in the, the next couple weeks, uh, looking at the Bears a little bit. Can you talk about what you're going to be digging into there? Um, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, Chuck. Yeah, look, I'm going to be um, looking at Kevin White and just seeing – um, l- looking at some of his tape and seeing, you know, what what potentially he could bring this year. You know, he, he kind of struggled in week one um, against the Texans. Um, obviously, the, he's about to play in very soon against this Eagles team on Monday night. So I'm going to be watching that game, obviously, and really watching how he goes in that game under the big lights. So I'm going to be looking at Kevin and why, you know, seeing how he can fit in this Bears offense, you know, um, how he can get this cohesion and, and relationship going with Cutler, you know, and just having a look at, you know, sort of what his ceiling is this year um, and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him uh, shortly against the Eagles um, and just break him down a little bit and, and, and see what he can do this year and, and, and beyond. Looking at that Bears team, they uh, they obviously had to go to Houston in week one. Tough to play on the road at Houston with the defense that the Texans have put together there. This team, you know, it it, it almost feels like both on offense and defense, they're not quite there. It's, you know, they've got a couple players on each side of the ball, but they're not quite there. So this this really seems to be a rebuilding year for Chicago when I look at them. Who are the couple players on each side of the ball that you're really looking at to see if they can start to make that next step to build for 2017 and 2018? Yeah, I completely agree. I still think we're in a rebuild phase. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I think on offense, uh, Jeremy Langford um, is a player that I want to watch and see how how he gets that running game going throughout the year. Obviously, no Matt Forte. Um, you know, so they're moving on from him. So we'll see what Langford can do and, and what he might bring next year. Um, I think Alshon Jeffries, another one as well. You know, he's on the franchise tag. So, um <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll see how he goes as well as the season goes on, and 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 just whether the Bears actually sign him long term. I, I I hope they do, but I think a lot of that depends on his health and whether we can play sixteen games. Um, on the defense, I'm really interested in Jonathan Bullard, um, the number three pick in sorry the third round pick in the draft. Um, he he looked good in preseason, so um, I'm hoping he can. He can progress and and really sort of contribute to that defensive line, um, and I think in the in the secondary as well. I think Kyle Fuller. It's important that he gets on the field and and has a good year as well because he, you know, he had a he had a strong rookie year, but last year was very much a down year for him. And the, the Bears are quite weak in the secondary, so um, could be watching Kyle Fuller as well once he gets back on the field and and hopefully um, hopefully he can show some sort of a. Yeah, some sort of production that he did in his rookie year. Very good. Well, Justin, appreciate you joining me today, and I know you've got uh, you got a little bit of I guess it's it's Tuesday morning football for you. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Tuesday morning football. It's about to start oh, in about 15 or so minutes from now. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you get going. I'll let you get, uh, get in your favorite seat for the game and everything, and we'll catch up with you maybe in a couple weeks, okay? No worries, man. Sounds good. Outstanding. Justin Twell, our NFC North correspondent, talking about uh, his last couple articles there. If you haven't read up on those yet, do make sure you get over to Inside the Pylon and check those out. We are out for the day. Mark Schofield will be rejoining me tomorrow. We're going to be talking about some of our plays of the week. That's coming up tomorrow on the Quick Kicks Podcast.